Hello and welcome to the Betcha Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Tanny Fishby. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betcha Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Today we're talking about... Jared Kushner's Axios interview. Donald Trump calling Meghan Markle nasty. And scary weather in the Midwest. Ugh, let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Ah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! I haven't been on this podcast in too long. I also haven't been on the podcast in a long time. Well, we're back. Now. We're back. Yeah. We've been on we've been traveling. We've been all about the place. All around the world. Yeah. But you guys got introduced to Amanda and that's great. Yes. We love Amanda. Yes. Stan Amanda. We stan Amanda. Stan Amanda. That's what we were just saying. Yes. So we want to do a quick moment of housekeeping up top just to remind you guys mm-hmm. that we are currently running a giveaway to yes. sign up for the Betches Sup email. I have a feeling that a lot of you receive it since you are diehard podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. But basically all you do, it there's a contest. It ends tomorrow. Tuesday we're picking three lucky winners and you can either win airpods a gift card to reformation or a pair or a gift card to warby parker so those are really good prizes i know right i want all of i would love all of that stuff same like i fucking love reformation i don't have airpods because i'm scared to lose my airpods i am too but if i got three airpods i would take the plunge yeah of course Yeah, if I got free AirPods, I might yeah, try that. Then I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the things you can win. The giveaway ends tomorrow. So you should tell your friends. Yes. And then they'll just be so happy if they're the winners. Yeah. Yeah. Second That's piece people. of housekeeping. We wanted to congratulate ourselves. Wow. The Betcha Sup has won an award. Uh, and that award is, you guys might remember last election day, we had that bus that mm-hmm. went all around New York City, the Get In Loser We're Going Voting bus. Mm-hmm. We are proud to tell you that our bus won a very prestigious advertising award for out-of-home advertising. We came in, I think, second. Amazing. And in, like, the experiential category. And it's it's called, like, an OB, an O-B-I-E. Mm-hmm. It's, like, an industry thing. Yeah. So, like, I'm, you know, you might know it if you're an advertising person. Yeah. But we're Doesn't, very excited about it. <laughs> Do, uh, Don, Don Draper wins, like, a big, a Clio. That's the big advertising award in Mad Men. So, I guess we won, in my mind, we won a Clio. Exa- that's exactly. We, we won a Clio. So we got the best bus. Our bus is the, we got the best people on our bus. The most amazing bus. I just watched uh, our cartoon president last night. Yes, I need to catch up. It's called The Best People. (laughs) And it was about his cabinet. Yeah. You guys, Elise is the voice of AOC in our cartoon president. It's very fun. I don't know why like AOC is not in here thanking you for your service. Yeah. Well, you know, I try. Yeah. We're, we're all trying but guys it's a great show so if you have showtime or if you can like do a 30-day subscription to showtime so that you can watch it and then people yeah. watch the show and it gets to stay a show that would be so amazing and she can keep her part because i yeah. don't think AOC's going anywhere exactly. my favorite was when you were like no honeys should be like above the law honey yes. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't I, I haven't watched this most recent episode yet so i haven't gotten to judge no, that my was your last ep- it was oh, the, the last one? episode yes yeah. I get confused. It's weird that I've already watched that episode twice. And, <laughs> and you have watched zero times. I've been on vacation, so I haven't been able to keep up with my television. Your own te- your My television. own television appearances. Yeah. My mom also, the other day, yesterday I was in the car with my mom. I was back home and she was like, she was talking about I was AOC. also in the car with my mom yesterday. Yeah. We went to back, a wedding. Yeah. She was talking about AOC and she called her Ariana Cortex. 
because my mom Why? my mom oh cannot, aoc yes. okay my I, mom I cannot I remember anyone's name she says the wrong word for everything and she's like well you know i saw ariana cortex on television <laughs> and she's she's a smart girl i thought <laughs> you were talking about ariana grande for a no. second i think my mom might have gotten her confused yeah. i think there was a lot of things going on my mom i would be more concerned if my mom started speaking correctly like i would be like oh my god something's wrong with mom if she did that so, but she did call her Ariana Cortex. That's really And I'm funny. like, this is a very famous person who I play on television. <laughs> yeah. You need to like, no, she is. That's so funny. So uh, AOC. Yes. Get at us. Yeah. Um, Sammy, what's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Um, so we have been blessed with an interview. Yes. By someone who you don't hear speak a lot. Mm-mm. And I wish I was talking about Robert Mueller, but I'm not. I'm no. talking about Jared fucking Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. So he appeared on Axios HBO show on Friday evening for a mm-hmm. two part interview. And, you know, I just think he should never ever do interviews he does a very bad job he's terrible he does a very that's what very happens bad when job. you don't actually have to get anything on merit in your whole life you just suck the whole time yeah and there's also reasons why people have like media training he probably has that and then this and this is the best he's doing wow well, i just feel like he's like not meant for the spotlight no so basically he Okay. Essentially, he like praised America for allowing for saying that like his his grandparents who grew up as refugee who were refugees that they were allowed to succeed to such a degree that like their grandson now works in the White House. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, anyone can do that when the Russians install you there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um Jonathan Swan, who was conducting the interview, reminded him that Trump had specifically cracked down on refugees like his grandparents. <laughs> And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, I don't, Weird I don't know. move to bring up ref. Like, I feel like it would be like, you know what I'm not going to bring up? Maybe that's what, what what happened. Like, in his head, he was like, don't say anything about refugees. Don't say anything about refugees. <laughs> refugees. <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah. Ugh. Well, here's the thing. I actually think it might be sort of like, uh, you know how propaganda is just like, yeah. whatever it is, you say the opposite. Like, yeah. I feel like it was that kind of yes. thing. Yeah, double speak or whatever. Yeah. So he was also asked if he thought Donald Trump had done or said anything racist. And he said no. <laughs> Can we play the yeah, clip? Yeah. There's one clip. He also asked, uh, Jonathan Swan asked him about birtherism. We're just mm-hmm. going to play it for yes. you. Yes. This is my favorite part of the interview. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Cortex. Uh, she calls, Cortex. She has called President Trump a racist. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen him say or do anything that you would describe as racist or bigoted? So uh, the answer is uh, uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, you can't not be a racist for 69 years, then run for president and be a racist. And what I'll say is that when a lot of the Democrats call the president a racist, I think they're doing uh, a disservice to people who suffer because of real racism in this country. Was birtherism racist? Um, look, I wasn't really involved in that. <laughs> um, There's so much to unpack there. Yeah, I, yeah there... I. <laughs> You can't be not racist for 69 years and then become racist. First of all, yeah, you could. Yeah. Well, you you definitely could. You could, but also he was racist that whole time. Yeah, he was. He didn't. There's a a documentary on Netflix, I think Mm -hmm. now, about the Central Park Five. Yes. Which is a story... I don't know if you guys know this. We'll just go really quick. Mm -hmm. When when he was like in the 80s, basically, there was this woman jogging and she was attacked and and raped and killed. Mm -hmm. And no, she was she he tried to kill her, but she survived. Right. 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 But so. So basically, Donald Trump took out an ad 
in the New York Times blaming this group of like black kids called the Central Park Five. Mm-hmm. And they basically like went to trial and they were like blamed for it. But it wasn't them. Yeah, it's it's like a really there's a there's but he a, basically it was his first it was like a baby racist yes. campaign. His first start. Yes. In there, the race. there was like a documentary about it. And now Ava DuVernay has a whole series that's like an actual dramatized series about it. It's really intense to watch. It's very upsetting. These five very, very young boys are put in jail it's horrible but donald trump yeah he took out a full page ad saying they should get the death penalty yeah they were innocent yeah 100 percent. also he famously didn't rent out rooms to black people oh yeah there was that that's like on record yeah yeah so that was like also like literally everyone is like oh he's definitely said the n-word yeah all the everyone time. there's everyone. definitely like apprentice clips of it yes so the next part of the interview was about the Trump Tower meeting with the Russians in June, mm-hmm. as you all may remember. Yeah, the infamous. June 2016, the main meeting. About adoptions, famously. Yeah. <laughs> famously about adoptions. So he basically, like, acts like he didn't even, like, read the email. Mm-hmm. He didn't even, like, he didn't care about getting any details from them. Like, he, and they, and Jonathan Swan asked if this happened again, like, knowing everything you know now, he would you do it again? And mm-hmm. this is what he said. But, Would but, you call the FBI if it happened again? I don't know. It's hard to do hypotheticals, but the, the reality is is that we were not given anything that was salacious. My favorite I mean, maybe. thing My favorite thing is when people like say when they refuse to answer hypotheticals. Because it's like hypothetical is so much easier to answer than the actual situation. Yeah. I mean, just say you wouldn't just be like, no, it's so easy to be like, well, after realizing like I was new to politics, I didn't. I didn't really fully understand now that I am in the White House. Yeah, like I would definitely do things differently. We were new to campaigning. We were outsiders. We had never been like in the political machine before. So we didn't like whatever. Like there's such a good way to just like spin it and say no that it's bizarre that he just wouldn't say no. I know. I don't know who's coaching him. Yes. And he also was just like (laughs) in his quotes. He was like, I was just really busy. I didn't read the whole thread. I was busy. Yeah, it's like, what? yeah, well, he does have 55,000 jobs. Yes, that as is we know. true. As we know, he's like busy curing yeah. mini, the mini yeah. problem, which he also talks about in the interview. It was like, I can't even go there. Yeah. Um, he also talk, He's also responsible for fixing the VA, solving the opioid crisis, yes. fixing all of our infrastructure, mm-hmm. and beheading Criminal justice reform. Oh, yes. Criminal justice. Mohammed bin Salman's best friend. Yes. What, making sure That's that their what, WhatsApp chat is active. Do you like think active. he reads those threads? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elise, what is getting you through this week? Okay. Trump's America. So Donald Donald Trump honestly had quite a weekend. He's he's in the United Kingdom right now. His pants don't fit. Okay, yeah. So that's one thing that I did want to bring up briefly is that before he went to the UK, he went to a memorial service in Virginia, actually very close to where I was in Virginia, and I was like, Oh my god, he's here. Um, for people who were killed in the Virginia Beach shooting this weekend, because there was another shooting, because of course there was. So um, he went to the he went to the mass for it, and he's wearing literally enormous pants. Yeah, they're so long. Please, if you have not seen the pants, Google go Trump on. Long pants. Yeah, just Google Trump long pants, and there are actually going to be a bunch of different options because he's never hemming his pants. Well, you know what I think the real the truth is he wears lifts. Yeah, because he claims that he's six three. Yeah, he's like demonstrably not six three because when he stands next to Obama wearing lifts, he's still shorter than Obama, who's six yes. one. And so I think his pants are hemmed for the lifts and not for his regular shoes. See, I heard another theory. That's a great theory. I heard another theory that, um, you know, as you get older, you actually do shrink. 
you like you yeah, become like shorter he's, and I, he's not he, he's not new hemming his pants but i also kind of just think that he doesn't know anything and has no style and doesn't even realize that he's wearing enormous pants i would believe that you get shorter thing mm-hmm. except i feel like that happens slowly mm-hmm. and his weight gain is probably speeding up faster than that so i feel like he there's no way he has can wear pants from when he was taller. Oh, like, he's I gaining mean that weight. he's still buying them to the specifications oh. of his old height because he cannot admit okay. to himself. Okay, I thought you were just he saying he was wearing, no, he's not wearing old, old pants. pants. I was like, he can't no, fit he into old pants. No, he doesn't fit in his old pants. That's absolutely, no. <laughs> to clarify, I think that he is refusing to hem his pants to his new older height you because he doesn't want to admit that he's getting shorter. Getting shorter. But you know what's funny is that like, he could have his pants. He doesn't even have to go to the tailor. No. He could have his pants. He doesn't. He barely has to stand up to yeah. get his pants hemmed. Like everyone would just do it for him. He just is so lazy that he like won't do it. It's. I don't understand why he wears giant clothes. He's got like a giant tie. I think he th- He's wearing giant pants. I think he thinks that it makes him look bigger. He looks to he me. He just looks like a clown. We were talking about this in our in the in the sub group chat today. To me, he looks like he perpetually looks like he's uh, a, like a ring bearer who's wearing his <laughs> older brother's clothes and his older <laughs> brother was bigger and he's like so uncomfortable and his mom is just like just keep the jacket on for five minutes for the ceremony <laughs> and then so you can true. take the jacket off. Like so he's just wearing, I don't understand why he's wearing giant clothes. He's a clown. He's truly it a clown. It is clownish. Yeah. It's bizarre. I don't understand. His wife yeah. is a model. She's oh. a fashion model. She I don't. Was, Melania was never a fashion model. Well, she lives in a fashion Wait, world. No, 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 no. We're, we're this, we don't have time for this now, yeah. but <laughs> Melania was never actually a model. And mm-hmm. there's this whole thread. I feel like I've yeah. sent it to you before about her that, real, like, about her real job. Whatever. Well, we'll get into it at a later time. She's a stylish person. And no, no, no. she she's knows the stylish. pants look bad. Style is when you have no money and you still look yes. good. If you're rich and you buy expensive shit, you don't have good style. But you Melania just have money. Knows. She knows these pants look ridiculous. She probably lets him do it. Yes. Yeah. She's like, she's probably standing there and she's like, look at my stupid husband <laughs> in his ridiculous large pants. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> what a silly man yeah. you are in your huge <laughs> pants. <laughs> like, okay, believe Believe it or not, this is not even the thing getting her through the week. No, this is just a sidebar about the pants because I can't even see yeah. the pants. Okay, what is getting me through the week is that Trump is feuding with Meghan Markle. <laughs> I don't even like Meghan Markle, but like now I do. Now, I mean, she's not wrong in this. I'm like ambivalent about Meghan Markle personally. Just, I'm just ambivalent. I think Meghan I like Markle's... My, I, like my, um, I like my royals messy. I yeah. want him to be. I want him to be she's having messy. problems. No, I feel like she's not messy enough. I feel like she's very poised. I think she's messy. Her family's messy. I think. I think she's a bit of a farce. But I still look. I still follow the royals. It's yeah. not like I don't like her. It's not I like, like her I, like, and Harry. I think they're cute. I bet their baby's gonna be really cute. I'm ambivalent. Yeah, I'm ambivalent to Megan. I, I I'm ambivalent to Kate as well. I, just I want, love Kate. I just want but them I think messier. Kate. Here's the thing. I actually think Kate. I like Kate, but I don't. I, I wish she were a little more political. No, they're not allowed to be, though. They get in big old trouble. Because Megan one time kind of said that she was pro-choice. And she got in, like, big trouble. And she had to, like, walk it back. And, like, they're, like, not. I think it's, like, literally, like, in the. Yeah. 
whatever. I know, I, the book. In the book of what royals like, have to do yeah. to whatever. It, it's like you can't eat after the queen is eating and you also can't talk about abortions. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, um, well, okay but happened? anyway, I'm fully on Meghan Markle's side in this instance. So, uh... Trump was doing some press ahead of his trip to the United Kingdom. He's, you know, he's rekindling his feud with the mayor of London. He called him a stone cold loser on Twitter. He's making sure to like stir things up before his before his big trip. Uh, Who the fuck does that? I'm going to let you tell the story. um, And so he was doing an interview with the British press uh, and the interviewer asked him about Meghan Markle because apparently prior to Meghan Markle becoming like the princess, the princess, the duchess, but she's a princess yeah. because we're, we don't well, recognize duchesses. We only recognize princesses in America. So <laughs> in America, you're a princess or you're nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> or you're a commoner or you're a commoner. So anyway, uh, she was, he was asked about her because she was apparently not going to, she's not meeting with Donald Trump because she's on maternity leave. I bet if it was okay. Obama, she would have been like, you know what? I'll make a little time. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. If it was literally For anyone sure. else, if it had been Hillary, she would have been like, like, you know friends what? Friends with the Obama. Yeah, she'll throw a little maternity gown on. She'll show up to the lunch. She can but, make it. Yeah, but she she's bowing out because she's on maternity leave. And uh, here's uh, here's a clip of that. With as misogynistic as Trump is and so vocal about that's it, Megan. that's a huge chunk of it. Are you sorry not to see her? Because she wasn't so nice about you during the campaign. I don't know if you saw that. I don't. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, I, I hope she's okay. Uh, I did not know that. No. She said she'd move to Canada if you got elected. Turned out she moved to Britain. Well, that would be good. <laughs> there are a lot of people moving here. So what can I say? No, I didn't know that she was nasty. So he's revived nasty woman. He said nasty. He called her nasty. This is very bad. You can't call the duchess nasty. It's not right. It's also just like you hear that. Like I love how his mind, like you see how his mind works very Mm -hmm. clearly there. It's like, the person who criticizes you is automatically nasty. Yeah. Yes. I mean, also, it's like, I hate the word nasty. It's it grosser is grosser than the word, word moist. Moist, like panties. Yeah. It's all in the mm. same world of like, bleh, words. Yeah. I mean, shady of the, it is, I guess I don't know how like, he would probably have to just be like, oh, well, she's entitled to her opinion, whatever. But, um, so anyway, he calls Meghan Markle nasty. We all heard it. We've all listened to the clip comes out that he's called Meghan Markle nasty. He goes on Twitter. He's like, I never called Meghan Markle nasty. I didn't. The, uh, I mean, we all yeah. just heard the clip. So yeah. obviously he If he were did. smart, he would have been like, I didn't. He, he would have been like, I meant that I didn't realize she had acted nasty. Yeah, like, or that she was nasty about, about me. me. Yeah. Again, it comes like, down he, to. Instead, he's like, I didn't say it. It's like, you fucking said it. Why don't you just come up with a justification for a why? Clip. Like, yeah. I just. I mean, it's just crazy. It comes down so to, again, the stupid. media training is not it come, happening. He comes down to, again, he's a fucking moron. Yeah. And also, yeah. he does successfully. I mean, he knows that as if he says. Oh, this didn't happen. Yeah, there will be those of us who listen to the clip and know that it did. But there are many of his people who will straight up just never listen to it. And 
more scary, insidious, weird is that there were a lot of people like Trump people sharing the clip with that audio removed and being like, see, he never said it. That's the second piece of doctored yes, footage. That in and the Nancy weeks. Pelosi thing. So that's it's like scary. That stuff does freak me out because I don't know how you combat you that. You can't except for the platforms if they would take yes. fucking responsibility. It's up for to the, it's going to be up to the platforms to have to start removing like fake they won't do that. content. They're not going to. I mean, it's going to be it's really tough. This is it's really like that stuff does frighten me. And that is not getting me through the week. Yeah, <laughs> that is making me scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like kind of, you know, exponentially increasing. The, yeah. The doctored stuff. But so. the, it's just the idea that what's getting me through the week, I guess, is just that Trump like literally can't even go on vacation. Like just go on vacation. Just go on vacation and don't get in a fight with like the one. The only people princess. who doesn't get into a fight with are Putin, Kim yeah. Jong-un. Yeah. Uh, the Saudis. Like, he, he gets along with all of them. Yeah. I'm just like, just all you had to do was not say something stupid about the Duchess who literally just gave birth to the first, like, biracial baby in the history of the royal monarchy. Like, that is, that's why he thinks she's nasty. Yeah. I mean, listen. Yeah. So, speaking of scary things, mm-hmm. the weather is really bad. The weather is bad. And Republicans want it. To keep being that bad. Yeah. So part of the so- parts of the southeastern United States are experiencing the flood of the century, as they call it. Mm-hmm. The Mississippi River is flooding. It is the longest lasting flood in over 90 years. Mm-hmm. It's extended to Missouri and Arkansas and Oklahoma. And basically it is completely just screwing them up. Yeah. I mean, a flood yeah. is floods are no joke. Floods are really fucking serious. Yeah. They like, ruin. I mean, once your area floods, like the property damage. I mean, first of all, it's yeah. dangerous for human beings, but like the property damage that comes out of that also, especially since these are like rural communities. So I imagine their livelihoods are a lot of like livestock farming, all of that shit. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing you can do. Like you have to just wait for it to go away. Yes. Or, you, you know, have some sort of yes. disaster relief, which we'll get into one second. So there was also a tornado in Kansas and Ohio last week, just like casual tornado. And all of these regions in the southwestern, like central and south uh, western United States are going to get hit again because there is a storm forming in the Gulf of Mexico right now that is going to bring rain to south Texas and like make all this shit that was already bad even worse. When Mexico comes, it's not bringing its best. (laughs) (laughs) They're talking about I think it's like storm. I can't remember what the name of the storm is. But the reason that this is, I mean, other than global warming, Mm -hmm. which we don't even need to talk about. Yeah. We have 10 years left. um, (laughs) There, there's also this. Bucket list. There's also, yeah. Get on your bucket list, everybody. Honestly, kind of. There's also um, this situation in Congress with this disaster relief package. There's this $19 billion disaster relief package that's trying to be passed through Congress. Pretty standard stuff. Yeah. But, but as this is all happening, there are three Republicans who each are, saying they they this has happened three separate times yes. where you've had one republican hold up the entire bill yes and the reason for this is because when people when congress people are out you basically have to get like unanimous consent to pass it yeah but they can't get that because one person is saying no. yeah there are three like, separate times yes uh these republicans names are republican chip roy of texas boo thomas massey of kentucky who i think has been one of our Biggest people. assholes in politics. I before. think he has been too. I don't remember for what. Is he? I don't remember. I don't remember. But we'll he's been up. one of our biggest assholes before. I don't remember what he did exactly. And Rep. John Rose of Tennessee. Yeah. They are the three who are stopping a $19 billion disaster relief 
package. It's been two years in the making. Mm-hmm. It was almost guaranteed to pass. And then they pull this shit. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. So the package, it, it included relief for Puerto Rico, which has still. Why would they want to help you, them? It has still not like been rebuilt from Hurricane Maria. Okay. Crazy. Um, and basically what happened was uh, these three people had objections. And the main ones were basically how much aid was going to Puerto Rico. They don't think Puerto Rico should get that much aid, even though they're literally part of the United States. They don't they're U.S. Want, citizens. They don't believe it. It is our job. If they don't get the aids from us, they don't get it from anyone because we're their government. Yeah. It's how. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, doesn't make any sense. Where where are they supposed to get it? Where they they're don't not. have? They're not. But you know, we so we actually went to Puerto Rico like almost a year ago yes. with the sub team, and something interesting that they said that kind of stuck with me is that it made them much more self sufficient because yes. they know they can't rely on the United States anymore. But like at the same time, we still are accountable for them. So yeah, I, I mean, we still like. I'm glad. That the Puerto Rican, pe- Puerto Rican people had like the fortitude to like ru- like figure out oh, how no, to like make it work. I'm not saying that that's oh, like yeah. okay. No, I'm I just know. saying like it's interesting that that that's what they said. Yeah. They were like, we know that we can't rely on on yeah. you. You yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because like they we were they were talking about. I mean, I, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but they were like importing so much food from us. So much stuff was being imported, yeah. and now there's kind of more of a mindfulness of like. Well, this doesn't work. Well, these guys fucking screwed us so massively. Yeah, and th- I mean through paper towels. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that hold, held this up is that these Republicans wanted to add border wall shit into the disaster relief package. Right. Well, it is a disaster. And honestly, Trump. So Trump had also wanted this. This was like an idea Trump had. But then he dropped the request in the interest of getting the bill passed. So Trump himself was like, you know what? This time... I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Yeah. You know what? This time, I don't know. I had some candy this morning. I feel pretty good. (laughs) I'll let it go. I just saw Ivanka. Yeah. (laughs) I feel good. She gave me a hug. Yeah, she gave me a hug. (laughs) It was nice. I just saw a really funny tweet calling her Kremlin Barbie. Kremlin Barbie is very funny. Keep that top of my mind. Kudos to the tweeter. Yeah. So Uh, that's what's (laughs) happening. The weather's really bad and there's nothing that can really be done about it. Yes. Unless... We elect a Democrat. Yeah. And which brings us to our next story. Okay. The DNC is changing its rules for the Democratic primary because there are so many freaking candidates. True. And they need to do something about it. So basically they changed the requirements for candidates to be able to participate in debates. Um, so there's three. There's going to be three debates, um, but there are going to be a few debates per each debate yes. because there's so many people. Yes. So here are the rules and what they changed. For the first debates, candidates need 1% of support in three national or early state polls or 65,000 individual donors. For the second set of debates, they need 2% support in four national or early voting state polls and 130,000 unique donors to their campaign. And basically, then the third debate, they doubled the requirements that candidates will need to participate. Okay. So it's basically just like, so it's, it's more stringent about like how much support you have to have and how much people like, and this is individual people like, like each candidate. Yes. But this doesn't count like, like for individual donors, does that count like corporations? I think it counts like just 
like maybe like Pepsi would be one, one. donor. Yeah. The one time it's worse to be a corporate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, You're a person. Okay. And then they announced that it will require each 2020 presidential debate or primary debate to include at least one female moderator. And the reason is because in 2016, Anderson Cooper and Wolf Blitzer moderated alone and there was no one representing women or anyone of color. Surprise. Um, yeah. So, so far, Sanders, Warren, Harris, Pete Buttigieg, at Buttigieg and Beto O'Rourke meet the second tier requirements and Biden does not. Whoa. Interesting. Because no one actually likes Joe Biden except for big corporations yes. and like another person. I read something um, really interesting that was mm-hmm. like the way everyone thinks about Joe Biden is like, I don't like him, but someone else does. Yes. Which or is, like or like just like he's fine. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand's in danger of not even qualifying for the first debate, as is Phil <laughs> de Blasio, uh, Seth Moulton and John Hickenlooper. I would be sad if Gillibrand didn't at least get to do the first debate. Honestly, I I would not because I just don't look like I think that if you get into this pool of 23 people mm-hmm. and like you're not you don't have a real chance. Like if you kind of know like you don't have a real chance, I think it's just more appropriate and like the more selfless thing to do to bow out. Yeah, I'm kind of of two minds about it. Like on the one hand, I do feel like, you know, you should be able to meet some of these requirements to be on the stage. And like, we can't, I mean, it's, it seems like it's so many candidates and there are so many of them where it's like, you're definitely not getting it. So like, why are we going to waste time on them? Right. But like I also give your understand votes to someone else like Kirsten Gillibrand supporters will probably go to Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris. And that to me is like preferable. Yeah, I'd rather them have more support. But I also, on the other hand, I understand the idea of like, at least for the first debate, giving these people the opportunity to like all make their case in this same like big national forum. And then because who knows, like someone could do maybe Kirsten Gillibrand will fucking kill it at the debate and she'll get a lot more support from that like it yeah. could happen and but also there's nothing in the rule books that says a million people can't run for president there's nothing in the rule books but in, but I think that like I think people have started to look at like running for president as like sort of this like given birthright like yeah. I have a right to run for president I have a right to like get into the debate I have a right to like be there for as long as possible it's like yeah I guess you technically have a right but like I also have a right to be like you're ridiculous. Get out. Like, it's just sort of like, I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear from 23 people all saying one sentence. I want to hear from the top four people like making their case. Like it really, I, I don't think there should be more than five people on the debate stage, to be honest with you. I see. I definitely don't feel, I, I feel like at least for the first debate, I don't think that the requirements need to be that stringent because before that, it's all just like, a lot of this is like name recognition and money. Like these people are the most famous people. So how could someone like, like there's been a cool clip that's been going around about this dude, Mike Gravel, who ran in like 2008 and he got up there and was, did he have any chance of winning? Was he making any of these numbers? Maybe not, but he made some pretty cool statements on the stage and like some ideas got out. He spoke out against the Iraq war. He called Joe Biden arrogant. He like, So there's like opportunities for ideas to be heard. So in that way, I don't you think that Kirsten Gillibrand should have at least enough name recognition as Kamala Harris or Amy Klobuchar? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Honestly, I was surprised. Like all these other ones. Honestly, she's the only one where I'm like, that would kind of suck if she wasn't able to get in. Here's my question. Like, what does she offer that these other people don't offer? That's why I don't like that's why I'm just like. 
I don't really want to have a like this. I feel like it's such a waste of time that you if there's 23 people, they're only going to get to say like one thing and it's going to just be bullshit. Like they're, you're not going to actually really get to hear like ideas fleshed out because they're all going to get to say one thing and it's all going to be so performative. It's sort of like going on a panel like with 10 people and it's an hour long panel and then it's like each person on that panel gets to like say one thing and it's yeah, almost like why we're all all of you didn't need to be there it's not as like high quality of a conversation when you when everyone only gets to say one shallow thing yeah I just I think for the first one I do feel like it is an everyone gets to say one shallow thing situation because I feel like at least like this is this is an yeah. election and people should have the opportunity like the same opportunities to get in front of people but they do there she's she could she's out campaigning now like don't you don't you feel like it sort of makes it like a joke that there's so many people and it like kind of makes us look bad like i think not it makes for the us first look- one i think that if it like whittles down intentionally i mean maybe i would even say maybe they pit, they do another event that is maybe that that's like this is just all 23 of them giving a statement. We're going to do this first. Like maybe that would work. And then we that. whittle it down. I just, I, I just think the Republicans looked like such idiots when they, they were like, yeah, but they won. Yeah, but they didn't win because he <laughs> lost the popular vote yeah, and the Russians they, got him the election. And I think we're going to find out more and more that they were actually like in the voting machines. I really think he's an illegitimate president. I mean, I and, believe that as well, and but they, but they looked like part of the reason he was able to win was because there were so many candidates. Town. I mean, I agree. A circus. Like, I just think it kind of makes it into a circus. I'm definitely torn. Like on the one hand, I think I look at at least half of these people and I'm like, waste of time, waste of time, waste of time, yeah. waste of time, waste of time, waste of time. So I am like, But, like, it's not just name recognition. Andrew Yang has 110,000 donors. Yeah. Like, he's not some guy everyone knows. Like, I don't... I think if Kirsten Gillibrand, who's been in the Senate for, like, a decade, can't can't get these donors, but Andrew Yang, who no one had heard of before this year, can... Same with Jay... Like, Jay Inslee, I guess he's a governor. Like, but, like, you didn't know who he was. Like, it's just sort of, like, if she can't do that, and she's been a senator from New York for this long, like... Come on. I do. I do see that as I think I'm constantly torn. This is what the Trump administration has done to me always is that I'm constantly torn between like trying to be like, but the principle of the election is that they should all be able to get up and tell us their idea. And then we decide. And then there's another part of me that's like smoking a cigarette and like, (laughs) like in a dark room that's just like. They're never going to make it, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Don't waste your damn time. That's the progressive (laughs) idealist in you that loses to Mitch McConnell. (laughs) I know. Seriously, I I have started thinking like ruthlessly like Mitch McConnell. I'm like, you know what? Fuck all this shit. Fuck this Mueller coming out here making. I understand why he had to come out and make like this most, you know, dry vanilla statement ever. And then at the end be like, every American should know about what happened. But like at the same time, but then this part of me has become activated that is like, fuck that we're gonna lose if we don't like yeah. become ruthless like them yeah i feel like i'm in a constant angel and devil situation every day be the devil I'm like, i know i think i need to be the devil you need to be the devil because we have to win <laughs> we have to win it, but being an angel gets you rovers weight overturned is what we is what we've seen i know that, like all of this just comes because mitch mcconnell didn't give a fuck about the rules we need to also be like you know what Fuck the rules. It needs you to like do the thing that really like will help us win. The angel has hurt me so many times. Yeah, the angel is hurting you. The angel is hurting me. Okay, I still can't. I can't can't let her die completely. But I do. I am coming around to the idea that some people just your angel can come back when we win. (laughs) And also, Donald Trump did not win the 2016 election. 
He lost by 3 million votes. And I think that, I honestly think the Russians did get into the voting machines. Because why would they get there? We know they got into the voting machines. Why would they get into the voting machines and then just do nothing with that? Hey, listen, I, I definitely put... Like, like I believe and I'll believe in anything that has happened at this point. And I definitely agree that he's an illegitimate president. OK, we should probably move on to one more thing and do it really fast because I think where yeah. are we? Are, have we been talking for forever? I feel like I know we I feel like we went off. I mean, I feel like was it did we do 45 minutes on the pants? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <I've, laughs> the important issues of our time need to be addressed. Yeah. I mean, listen, if Obama is going to get in trouble for tan suit, we have got to talk about tan suit and a plastic pants. Cup. Remember when he got in trouble for holding a plastic cup? And the president's got his tie taped together, <laughs> wearing giant clown pants telling at a the, memorial service. Calling the calling out the mayor of London yeah. and the freaking duchess of whatever. Yeah. To call out anyone when you're wearing those pants, it's crazy. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's bizarre. I'm sure they're uncomfortable. He's probably stepping on them. He's probably not comfortable in the pants. You know, he... he I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I just had to get some pants hemmed. I had giant pants. I got them hemmed. My life improved because I wasn't stepping on them. Right. And he doesn't even have to go to the tailor like you did. No. Okay. The average person has to go to the tailor. Okay. One more thing. Uh, Elaine Chow, uh, our transportation secretary and wife of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. She's the person who agreed to marry Mitch McConnell. Just keep that in your mind. Yeah. Let uh, every. Okay. Just everyone, as we repeat something that Mitch McConnell's wife has done. Ask yourself if you want the angel or the devil. Yeah, okay, true. This is who we're competing with. Okay, so in a sweeping New York Times investigation that was published yesterday, we found out that Elaine Chow has been using her post as transportation secretary to, um, to benefit her family back in China. So her parents, her parents own like a major Chinese shipping company called the Foremost Group. Uh, which and it's like this is like a huge ass company. So Chow, being that she is the secretary of transportation, she is in charge of the American shipping industry. And so she has obviously she's used that post to boost up her family's company. So uh, Chow has technically has technically no formal stake in the company right now, but she and Mitch McConnell have received millions in gifts, including political donations to Mitch McConnell's campaign from her father, who was running the business as late as last year. Now her sister is in charge of it. Um, and while it sounds like the Trump family, <laughs> I know. And while planning her first trip uh, back to China as transportation secretary, Chow's office had requested federal officials help coordinate the travel for family members as well and to include relatives in her meetings with government officials uh someone at the american office in beijing raised a concern and then the trip was canceled so they were like actually you can't just like do a family vacation as as your trip as your transportation secretary meeting those have to be separate uh, and so Chinese wall between them. literally. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> um, so they are basically she was trying to like use these meetings to benefit her family's businesses and her uh, under her guidance, the department, the transportation department has repeatedly tried to halt measures that would improve the Americans standing in the maritime industry. So actually she has been like reducing American interests in favor of her parents, foreign company, which like seems the Trumps, which seems pretty anti-Republican, anti 
Trumpism, whatever. But it doesn't matter because from the top down, even someone where you're just like, I don't know, Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow, someone who's not normally the center of some giant drama, they're corrupt from the top on down. It's all of them. It's not surprising at all. Mitch McConnell, I mean, this this is what he... Recently, they lifted sanctions on Oleg Deripaska, and now he's building a fucking plant in Kentucky. I mean, yeah. it's, it's obvious. That's what's ha- like. That's what these people are up to. Do you think at dinner they just like talk about their various schemes? Do you know what I think they do at dinner? They talk about them, but in the most like banal way ever. Yes. Like they probably talk about it as if it's like the way I talk about my job. Like n- like yeah, that has nothing to do with like undermining the entire national security and like yeah, economic I'm, system of yeah, America. Yeah, the United States is standing yeah. in the ocean. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like they talk about it, but they talk about it as if it's like not yeah. trying to screw everyone over. Yeah, they just talk about it as if it's part of you yeah. know. How was your day, sweetie? Oh, I, I oh today was cool. Uh, basically, um, I don't know if you saw, but Antonin Scalia died, and so I think what I'm gonna do is just like not let Obama confirm anybody else. Yeah, and she's like, "That's awesome." Uh, I set up an illegal meeting with my family, but it got canceled, and I'm like super annoyed at my secretary about it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but like, yeah, but they probably don't put it in like honest terms. Yeah. they're just like they're just yeah, they just do it. Okay, well, Elaine Chow. That's, you shouldn't be doing that. You yeah. shouldn't be doing that. All right, that brings us to the end of today. What a whirlwind ass. This has been a whirlwind. There were ups, there were downs, there were big pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until the end of democracy. I'm Sammy Fishbine. I'm Elise Morales. And this has been the Betches Up Podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. Betches.